Welcome everybody to the George D Football Show. I am your host George D. This is your premier destination for sports talk and in the universe, in the multiverse, in the string theory verse, any kind of verse, all verses. This is it. So, in this episode, it's the off season. Um early March um the football season ended late I think this is the latest the season has ended due to 17 game season so um yeah free agency is 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 a couple less than two weeks away it's on um March 16th is when free agency starts in the NFL the the new year calendar starts uh, March 8th is is the designated date to franchise tag a player or transition tag uh, March 14th is legal tampering period um, some of the dates that uh, in the NFL calendar that um, you know signal like the beginning of free agency or, or whatever um, but in this episode, I'm going to be focusing most of my football content on the NFC West due to the fact that um, I think it's the best division in football. And even if it wasn't, that's the division I pay most attention to due to the fact that um, the team that I follow plays there and there's... um, a legendary franchise in that division, um, the 49ers. The Seahawks are a somewhat interesting team, being that they're basically like, kind of like Canada's team in a way, because they're so close to Canada. And um, and then the Arizona Cardinals, who were um, not, they're, they're, they came in with the Seahawks. To the NFC West in, in 2002, I think it was when they, um, it was either 01 or 02 when the realignment happened. But it used to be the Panthers, the Saints, the Falcons, the Rams, and the 49ers in the NFC West in the realignment. Seattle came over from the AFC, and, um, the Phoenix Cardinals. Um, came over from is probably the NFC Central. I'm not. I don't remember too well. But yeah, so yeah, I'm gonna be focusing mainly on on these teams, and um, I'm just gonna do a quick little um, off season like touching base. So um, we'll start with uh, we'll start with um, like the cap room. That these teams have and their cap situation, the the LA Rams are um, 17 million dollars over the cap. They are um, they need to get under the cap by like April 4th or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the Rams are 17 million over the cap. The Rams have, um, well, they can create money. Um, they can create wiggle room for the cap, the salary cap. 
by restructuring contracts and um yeah basically by restructuring contracts and that's kind of a complicated process that I don't fully understand 100% I will admit that but guys that know about that stuff like the professionals analysts that are like trustworthy reliable sources have reported that the Rams can create room to um to to make some moves in free agency and re-signing some of their players so and that's the case for almost all these teams the Rams are 17 million over the 49ers are four million dollars over the salary cap and I've seen uh different publications from like both like reliable sources and they kind of like one of them had the Rams at like 21 million over one had them at 17 million um the 49ers are like four million dollars over the cap Seattle has 36 million dollars in cap room but as we're gonna see here in a minute they have a whole bunch of free agents well actually all these teams do that they have to re-sign and Arizona is about right around a million dollars over the cap so we'll start in alphabetical order um, I know we, I said we're going to start with the Rams, but we're just going to go Arizona. Arizona is a million dollars over the cap. They have free agents are AJ Green, who had like a below average season for them. They were expecting more from him, um, especially when Hopkins went down. They were um, expecting AJ Green to um, really have a really good season for them. But he kind of disappointed, to be honest. He's a free agent. Christian Kirk is a free agent who I know they the Cardinals really want to keep because he has some continuity there with um, Murray and um, he's still a young player and he has um he's a he's a good young receiver that you definitely would want to keep but a lot of teams are probably going to want him so they will definitely have some competition for Kirk for Christian Kirk. Um, James Conner, who had a really, really good year for them. He was one of the league leaders in touchdowns. He's a free agent. Um, Edmonds, their other, their two running backs, main backs from last year are free agents. Um, yeah, Edmonds and Conner are free agents. AJ Green, Christian Kirks are free agents. Zach Ertz and Max Williams are free agents. Both their tight ends are free agents. Chandler Jones is a free agent who's like their best pass rusher. Um, they might franchise tag him, but there's some internal discussion with the cards as far as if they do they want to franchise tag Chandler Jones because that will be a very high price tag for that one year. And he's kind of like um, declined in production a little bit. He's still very, very good at pass rushing, but you kind of have to navigate that 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 balancing act or if you will of the price versus the production maybe you want to look for a younger um cheaper basically option so we're gonna see what happens with Chandler Jones he's he if if the cards don't resign him he's going to be one of the premier defensive free agents on the market and their cornerback um Rob Alford is um is a free agent also Robert Alford so 
yeah, they have some some real key free agents, um, like all these teams do. And like like the same as with the Rams, they can create room by restructuring contract. The thing that is good for the Cardinals is they do have Kyler Murray under contract, but that's kind of like an issue right now because he's kind of wanting that extension. Um, Deion, they have him under contract. They have DeAndre Hopkins under contract. Buda Baker and J.J. Watt under contract, who are some of their best players. So they don't have to worry about those four guys. Um, They kind of have to worry about Murray. Oh, and the Cardinals just re-signed um, Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime. Cliff Kingsbury, their coach, and Steve Kime, their GM, to contracts through the 2027 season. So, um, and one thing that, that the Cardinals do have is a really young receiver named Rondell Moore. He's a really good asset to have. That will kind of give them some, um, so, some like reinforcements in case like Christian Kirk leaves or AJ, they can't hold on to AJ Green. So they do have Rondell, Rondell Moore there who they drafted last year and who had a really good start to the season, but then he kind of tailed off, but that whole Arizona team kind of tailed off when um, Hopkins and J.J. Watt got hurt late in the year. So, yeah, their draft capital, they have some draft. I mean, I'm not really going to get into it. They do have a first-round pick, the number 23 pick. Um, They have a second, a third, two picks in the sixth round, and three picks in the seventh round. So, they will definitely be players in the draft. Um, that fir- that first round pick is really good to have the number 23 pick that will also, you know, maybe if they lose one of these guys in free agency, they could like do their homework and draft somebody they could kind of plug in to play. So yeah, that's the Cardinals. They went like, um, I want to say 11 and six last year. They, they lost in the wild card round to the Rams. Um, but they did not have two of their best players in, in Hopkins and J.J. Watt, which is is it's unfortunate for them. But that's life in the NFL. You, you're not guaranteed to have all your best players when you need them the most. You know, injuries, unfortunately, play a massive part in all sports teams and seasons for the most part. Um, yeah, so that's the Cardinals offseason kind of. They have um they have to see if they can hold on to some of these free agents. I think the Edmonds is probably the guy they want to hold on to. I don't know. I, they, it would suck for them if they if they lost Christian Kirk cuz that dude I kind of like him as a receiver. AJ Green is like whatever like they can probably um like just re-sign a, a free agent off the market if they lose Green like that's not and Zach Ertz and Chan- and Max Williams. Max Williams, low-key, is a very good part of their offense. He also got hurt this year. They lost him um, for the season. They had to trade for Zach Ertz. But when the Cardinals were playing really well early in the season, they had Max Williams at tight end. And he's not like a household name. Like, who is Max Williams, you know? But, like, people that are football heads know that he came from the University of, of Minnesota. Uh, big physical tight end, real athletic, really good at blocking, I think. Um, I don't follow the cards that closely, but I am going to start following them a lot more. 
But yeah, like I listened to a Cardinals podcast and they were like, they just mentioned they had they they made they made a point to mention that Max Williams going down and getting hurt was a really big factor in why their season kind of took a tailspin there at the end. So yeah, that's um that's kind of where the Cardinals are at. They have a, a issue with Murray right now that he's he's kind of feels unhappy because um he's saying that. He made a statement that that the team kind of played him as a scapegoat, that he didn't, that it was kind of, well, the way he felt that they were kind of like blaming him for the loss, which is, that's the life of a quarterback, dude, honestly, like, you have to have kind of tough skin and just kind of, if you see reports like that, don't even let it like register on your radar, learn how to ignore that stuff and don't like, because now people that might have a issue with, you know, how to rub you the wrong way they'll just blame stuff on you and they know they can get a reaction out of you and look for a quote they could plaster on a headline or something you know so and he wants an extension he feels and and there there's people like that don't like kyler murray they saying he's too short or he's like the nfl game is too much for him i honestly i think he I think he can be a really, really good NFL quarterback. If he like elite, I don't know about that, but I think he, you can do a lot worse than having Kyler Murray as your quarterback. And people like to just rag on quarterbacks, and and the grass is always greener on the other side. People always think, oh, you can do better than than Kyler Murray, but I don't know. If the Cardinals, they need to hold on to him for as long as humanly possible. Because Kyler Murray is honestly the only reason Cliff Kingsbury had the job. Because he had that that offensive system. And, and Kyler Murray was like the engine that was going to make that system go. Because he has the freaking um, the familiarity with it. So I think it's just like they're just kind of like taking shots with each other through like social media. Like the like, like the, the team will say, you know, we want him here. And um they're saying all the right things, which which all organizations do, right? And then Kyler Murray is just putting it out there that, hey, you know, we need to take a look at this contract. So it's whatever. It's not the new quarterbacks and organizations going at it in the offseason. That happens like clockwork every year in the NFL. Um, Next is the LA Rams. The LA Rams, the defending Super Bowl champion Los Angeles Rams are $17 million over the cap. Um, like I said earlier, they can create cap room by restructuring some contracts. Um, I wish I knew how that works. It has to do with like turning base salary into signing bonus. And there's like a void year you can use. And with some players, you can use the void year and other players you can't. Um, but it's about extending it so that you get more wiggle room. Like instead of having to pay, say you owe somebody like $100 and you have to pay it by the two weeks from now, you can like restructure that and pay them like $35 now and then $35 in another two weeks and then, you know, like, what is that, 70 And then like the final 30 you know, in like a month and a half and, you know, they works out for both or something and I think that's kind of how it works. But... 
as it is right now, they are 17 million over the cap. They can cut players or they can um, restructure deals. And all these teams have players on board that can become cap casualties, which is a cap casualty is a player that you would like to have on your team, but the amount of money they make is a little too much for you to want to pay. So you can just save the money and deal with having to replace him by just cutting him. And that is known as a cap casualty. And all these teams have players like that. I think the Cardinals could cut two of their offensive linemen. Phillips, their left tackle, and Justin Pugh, their guard. Or their linebacker, Hicks. Or their kicker, Matt Prater. And they can create room that way. So, that's just something I should have mentioned with the Cardinals. They can have some cap hits on their O-line and their kicker and one of their linebackers. So, yeah. Anyway, the Rams, $17 million over. They can create room. Um, Their key free agents are Odell Beckham Jr. Um, They definitely want to re-sign him even even though his knee is is hurt, which kind of complicates it for both him and the team. But I think both sides were really happy with how he played and... um, I think Beckham was um, has matured somewhat. Uh, actually, he's matured a lot since um, his New York Giants days. In Cleveland, at the end, he was kind of like a little bit discontent with with Baker Mayfield. But for the most part, in Cleveland, he was he was pretty solid. Like he wasn't like he didn't like cause a big ruckus there. He was he was kind of like you would actually kind of forget he's in the NFL, like because he was with the Browns and they weren't really using him. And some of the the splits with the as far as his touchdown production with Cleveland and with the Rams, like his production just skyrocketed as far as touchdowns with the Rams um, as opposed to with the Browns. So he still has it. I think the Rams really want to keep him, and I hope they do. Um, but like I said, he did to um, blow out his knee again in the Super Bowl. But like. Um, the way modern medicine is, we're hoping that he, he can heal from that and be productive late next season. Hopefully, maybe. But he literally hurt his knee at the latest possible time of the NFL season, like in the Super Bowl, actually. Like, literally the last, very last game of the year, he hurt his knee. The very last game for the whole entire season. Uh, Sony Michelle is a free agent, but. I don't think the Rams will re-sign him because they have Henderson and Akers there. And Sonny Michelle, they kind of brought him in because they lost Akers in um, before the season started. And then Daryl Henderson has had kind of like an injury history with the Rams. So they brought Michelle, Sonny Michelle in and he was really, really good for them. Like he was just a solid professional, just like a like that Frank Gord kind of back that's just solid. He's just... He just, like, punches the clock and just a running back, you know? He's just real solid. Um, so, yeah, Michelle, I don't think they'll re-sign him. Sony Michelle, he should find work in the NFL, though. He's really good. He's deep. I mean, he's solid, like I said. On the offensive line, Brian Allen, their center, is a free agent. Austin Corbett is a free agent. Um, you really, I mean, kind of like with the Christian Kirk situation with Arizona... 
you really want to hold on to these two offensive linemen if you're the Rams. But you know the teams are going to want to um, re-sign them because teams, other teams that have issues on their own line would like to add these guys. And honestly, they're solid. Like the offensive line for the Rams was not an issue this year. They had trouble running the ball in a few games, but that was because of the teams they were playing. Like the 49ers had a really, really good um Like, the Rams couldn't run the ball on the Niners, and that's because of San Francisco. Like, San Francisco is mostly to blame there because of their defense. Like, you know what I mean? So, two really big players on that. And they're both young. Brian Allen and Austin Corbett are both young players. Um, So, that's something to track as far as the Rams. Hopefully, they could re-sign both those guys. Uh, Darius Williams, their cornerback... He's a free agent. Um, he plays on the other side of of Ramsey. Um, same situation. If teams need a cornerback, they're gonna do their due diligence and try try to pick this guy up. The Rams would love to keep him. Um, but the Rams do have David Long Jr. or Senior, and they have um, wow, they have another player there that they can like another. I think it's like Burgess or something. Um, that they, they have another young cornerback they could put in there or, you know, if they lose Williams, but hopefully they resign him. Oh, and Von Miller, um, gigantic, gigantic free agent. Um, he is probably the, the, the player that the Rams want to keep the most to, to, and, and it would make the most sense for Miller because you get to play with, 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 um, not only Aaron Donald, but Leonard Floyd. Like the team in the Super Bowl, the trade for Von Miller that the Rams made really paid paid off because if you can disrupt the other team's quarterback to the level that the Rams did to Joe Burrow in the second half of that Super Bowl, you are just your chances of winning go so so much higher. And uh, Von Miller and um. If the Rams can re-sign him, he's probably the player they want to bring back the most. Even more than Beckham Jr. Um, Because Von Miller's not hurt. Beckham is hurt right now. So, I would would bring back Von Miller. I'm hoping that's the the Rams' thought process. Like, you cannot... I mean... And you gave up a, a second and third round pick for him. But he did help you win the Super Bowl, so... You know, God forbid they lose this guy in free agency. He did bring that Super Bowl home. You know, he did. He he had two sacks in the Super Bowl. And, and, and part of the reason the Rams had seven sacks overall as a team was because of him. Because the Bengals had to figure out how they were going to block Floyd and, and, and Donald and Ashawn and Vaughn and freaking Greg Gaines. Um, Joseph Day played in the Super Bowl. Um, I think he played. I'm not, I'd have to. Ernest Jones, our rookie linebacker, had a sack on a blitz. So, yeah, the Rams, they really, really took over in the, with the, their pass rush in the second half of that Super Bowl. And in the in the win against the 49ers, they won the game on defense with uh, getting pressure on Garoppolo and forcing a bad throw and, you know, getting the interception by Aaron Donald. So, 
I think Von Miller is priority number one for the Rams, and hopefully they can make that happen. But like we said, their cap situation isn't great right now. But, you know, if they can restructure, maybe like create room, they can bring him back. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, Their draft capital is not great. They have one compensatory pick in the third round. They have a pick in the fourth round, a pick in the fifth round. Three picks in the sixth round. And two picks in the seventh round. What the Rams do have going for them is they've been really good or above average. Above average too good in finding players in the later rounds to help. Um, They have several, several players in the on their team that helped them in the Super Bowl that were drafted late, late, late in the um in the draft. Like uh Nick Scott's one of them, Taylor Rapp, um the Ernest Jones kid, Akers, Henderson, um they did I saw the 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 stat where um they have the six most drafted players on their roster out of all the teams in the NFL, so they the Rams do make big moves to add um superstars. They've they've made these moves with the Ramsey and Stafford and, and um, Von Miller and signing at Beckham, but they do they don't just trade the picks away for recklessly. You know they're, they're they have a plan there, and, and um and they do not waste their opportunities with the draft picks that they do have. Like they do do their homework and and try to find solid players that, that that can help the team win. So that that that's their job. That's the 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 job of all front offices in the NFL as far as like scouting and drafting and developing players, etc. So yeah, the Rams cap casualties I saw could be like um Andrew Whitworth um. And Ashawn Robinson, but I mean, you would be dumb to trade or to cut either of those guys. Whitworth is still kind of um, he's a he's a veteran player. He's been in the league for a long time, and he has a family and stuff. And he is over like he's forty years old. So, but he he he's really like a physical specimen at the left tackle. Like this man is forty years old and playing at at a high level still. And um, he's not fat. He's big and he's muscular, but he's not like a big, fat, sloppy guy where the weight like holds him down. He's like agile. He's like a big dancing bear. I think the the he's just like a big, solid, just effective, really good left tackle. So hopefully he 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 wants to run it back. But he did win the Super Bowl this year, and you can't blame the man if he if he's just like if he just wants to call it a day, you know. But he's kind of. He said he's going to let the Rams know within like a few weeks about um, his decision if he's going to retire or not. And the thing that, that helps out is that he has a really good relationship with Stafford and, and Cooper Cup. And um, so we don't know with, with Whitworth. So ho- we're hoping he comes back. But And Ashawn Robinson was kind of an unsung. He did. Ashawn Robinson also had a sack in the Super Bowl. And he's kind of an unsung hero. He brings a real toughness and grit. And a real um, fighting spirit to that defensive line. You line him up next to Aaron Donald, and they kind of bring the best out of each other. You know, they kind of like it's like you have your partner there with you, and you go up against these stout offensive lines, and you have 
a big strong dude like Aishon next to you, um, it's that's good. That's really good. The Rams had that in, in 2018 also with Ndamukong Sue, and they made the Super Bowl that year too. So you have to protect Aaron Donald. Whether you can bring back Von Miller, you have to protect Aaron Donald by bringing other dudes in the trenches with him or off the edge. Like you, you have to maximize him. You can't let teams just focus on taking him away. You have to make them pay the price for um, using their, their their offensive line assets to block him, you know? So that's priority number one for me as far as the Rams on defense. So yeah, um, yeah, we did the draft capital. They have eight total picks in the draft. Um, so yeah, that's the Rams um on Going into the offseason. Next is San Francisco 49ers. The Niners are like $10 million over the cap. But I also saw that they're $4 million over the cap. So, I wish I had a, a for sure number I could tell you. I, I'm not exactly sure. I saw a number that said 10. I saw a number that said 4. Uh, they can also create moves. They're probably more than likely going to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. He just had surgery. He was playing banged up for him at the end of the year. Um, But they do intend to trade him. But with that surgery, he teams are going to be a little bit more reluctant because he can't throw the football because he had surgery on his shoulder. And if you want to trade for a new quarterback, you want him there in in OTAs and mini camps. And if Garoppolo can't throw with his new receivers, um... You know, that kind of makes you a little hesitant, but he can't throw with them until training camp. By training camp, he should be good. But, you know, if you're a a GM or a coach, you kind of want to get as many reps as possible with your new QB and and his new receivers, the receivers you already have on board. So that's kind of a a big storyline in the NFL right now is um, the Garoppolo situation with the 49ers. The Niners do have Trey Lance waiting in the wings to take over for Garoppolo. And um, we've seen some of the 49ers legends, um, Steve Young and Joe Montana, say they're kind of like, they, they don't, they're, that, that Lance isn't ready, basically. They're like, dude, be careful trading Garoppolo because if, if this kid isn't ready, you know, it can lose you games. And if you lose games, it can cost you the playoffs. So, but then the 49ers front office, um, John Lynch and Shanahan, they're saying, you know, we like he's right on pace. He's right where he needs to be. So um, it is what it is. Like who like we're not in the in the in the facility, so we don't know. Um, but they do have Trey Lance there. Uh, there's some rumors that Brady might want to go. And then there's Rogers situation with Green Bay. Is he going to go back to the pack or? So we don't know these things yet. Like I said, it's like early March. So further into the offseason, we'll, we'll get a clearer picture. Um, the 49ers have free agents also that they need. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Niners can create cap room if they cut cap casualties. Garoppolo, Samson Ebucom, and D Ford. Uh, Ebicam and D Ford play on the front seven and on the def- on the defense. One is a pass rusher and one's a, a, a lineman. Ebicam was a former Ram player. I remember him. He played for the Rams for a few years. 
Um, their key free agents are Tomlinson, their left guard. They have another guard. And Compton, their offensive lineman, um, Compton and Tomlinson are, are free agents. Jaquesky Tart is a free agent. Arden Key is a free agent. Jeff Wilson is a free agent. Brunskill, another offensive lineman, is a free agent. Um, K1 Williams is a free agent. That's a cornerback. And Josh Norman, a cornerback, is a free agent. So. And um, they're running. Their they're, they're linebacker, Al Shazir, Al Shaheer, is a restricted free agent. So, all these, like I said in, in the start, all these teams have free agents and salary cap situations they have to navigate. Um, but just looking at it, I think the Niners, they would want to keep. Tart, I mean, their offensive line they probably want to keep intact. And, um, yeah, their offensive line and Jaqueski Tart was a really big, good player for them. Um, so, yeah, that's the, that's their um, situation with the free agency. Uh, three offensive linemen, some players in the secondary. Um, the running back, Wilson. They do have Elijah Mitchell. They drafted um, the Trey Sermon kid from Ohio State. Um, um, Mostert, they might want to... I don't know if he's a free agent or not. So, that that's their situation with free agents. The draft, they have one pick in the second round, one pick in the third, one pick in the fourth, fifth, and sixth. So, they have one pick in each round. They don't have a first-round pick, though. Oh, they have three picks in the seventh round. So that's the 49ers' um, situation with free agency. They uh, they played in the NFC Championship game, but um, they the Niners really think they can they need to improve the quarterback spot, and that's a whole storyline onto itself. Like you can honestly do a whole podcast about. Um, if you're pro or anti Jimmy G, as far as from the Niners' perspective and their their fan base, I think he played solid. I'm, I mean, but I was rooting against the Niners in every game, so I don't, I can't tell you if he played good or not because I was just mainly rooting against them because um, you know, they're a division rival, so. So, yeah, the, um, I was rooting against them. Like, some people, like, are, like, duty solid, you know? Like, I think the Steelers want to trade for him or the the Commanders want to trade for him. Um, maybe even Tampa Bay. Um, the, the Saints need a quarterback. Um, so, I'm sure, like, all these GMs are talking with each other and, and um, trying to figure out what works for both sides, you know what I mean? So... That's a storyline, and and I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna be focusing most of my attention on the NFC West. So I will try to stay on top of all this stuff. Um, last is a um is a is a Seattle Seahawks. The Seahawks have 36 million dollars in cap space, but they have a bunch of free agents that they want to hold on to. The Seattle Seahawks have um, both of their tight ends are free agents, but both of them are pretty average. 
Um, Gerald Everett and Will Disley. I don't think they're going to... I mean, I'm sure they probably would like to keep them. But they're not like the kind of player where you're like, oh, dude, we like this is going to ruin our franchise if we lose these guys. They're pretty average tight ends, honestly. Their left tackle is a free agent, Dwayne Brown. Quandre Diggs is a free agent. Their right tackle, Brandon Shell is a free agent. Their center is a free agent. Poisic, I think is how you say it, is a free agent. Their defensive end, Rasheen Green, is a free agent. Their cornerback, Sidney Jones, is a free agent. And their defensive tackle, Al Woods, is a free agent. So, as is the case with all these teams in the NFC West, Seattle has a bunch of free agents on their roster that they want to hold on to or have to replace with somebody that can come in and do the job for them. Seattle went 7-10 and last year, um, which is... I mean, it's 7-10. and It's not good. So... It is what it is with, with that. And um, their draft... Their, the, the, the Seahawks' draft capital is... They have one pick in the second round, one pick in the third, two picks in the fourth round, one pick in the fifth, and one pick in the seventh. Um, They do have the Seahawks. A positive development for them is that Russell Wilson has not been making any any noise as far as um, being unhappy in Seattle. Apparently, he's decided, you know, he likes it there. He he. Uh, I read a story where he's happy, like his with the way the, with his the way his family has settled into the Pacific Northwest. There apparently he likes it there. Um. So and and Pete Carroll just said at the combine, um, that he does not. They they. I think his quote was like, "We're not shopping the quarterback. Like they're not trading the QB. Like like for, like front office talk. You know, like no trade. Like so. That's that. Um, I remember last year it was like a big story. Last offseason was like a big story about Russell Wilson maybe wanting to look for a new team because he was unhappy in Seattle. But um, yeah, oh, and Rashawn Penny is a free agent. He had a really good year for them. They're running back. Um, so yeah, they want to. They they definitely want to retain him. But like like every team is looking to improve their roster at the expense of other teams. And that, that, that's, that's the free agency in the NFL. That's how life is in the NFL. Now it's not like back in the day when you can just like hold on to all your players by force, you know, you can't like, like it's a new era, you know, and it's been like that for years. So this is just typical off season stuff, you know? And, um, but yeah, that, that, that's the situation. For the most part, with these teams, um, yeah, well, well, like the the free agency kicks off as soon as like w- once there's free agency moves and um, some of the bigger, um, it's like a domino effect when one guy goes here, um, then then the team's like, oh, we can't sign him, so they just sign whoever they had next, and then the players start going where they're where they're gonna end up where they're gonna play next year, so. Once we get some clarity on that, we'll do another show about um, 
key additions or maybe key losses for for these teams in the NFC West. And um, yeah, we're going to be focusing on on this division. Um, I'm really excited to see what these teams do to improve and and compete for that division title and and ultimately compete to be the champions of the NFL. And um, every division is like this. Um, They all have rivalries in it and they all have... um, aspirations to win the division to get into the playoffs and then um you know be crowned champions so i'll be focusing on this on this division i am paying attention to other storylines in the nfl like i'm not gonna be like turning a blind eye to stuff that's going on in in the league um but i'm going to be focused like as far as like the roster and free agency and cap room and stuff like that I'm going to make sure I have the NFC West bases covered first. Um, Because education is kind of like um, important, you know, if you want to talk sports, you kind of have to know what you're talking about. Otherwise, you're just kind of rambling and just talking nonsense, you know, so um, you got to kind of kind of put the put the work in to read the articles and and, and study the charts and and etc. And maybe take notes here and there to um, be informed, you know, so. So that's really what I'm going to focus on because um, I've been trying to do it for the NFL as a whole and it's just overwhelming. Like I would literally need like a like a like a headquarter database like with multiple like a laptop and a desktop and um, and I honestly don't have all those resources. So I'm just going to be focusing on the NFC West and um, trying to cover it as best as I can. And, um, you know, doing this show and, and I have my Facebook group and I'm a member of some other Facebook sports groups. So, yeah, like I love football without a doubt. Like I'm very, very like I honestly like love football like a lot. And, um, yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing as far as covering football is focusing on the NFC West. So that is the George D football show. And uh, thanks for listening. And um, talk to you guys soon.